the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. All right. So, hey, this is a brand new uh, thing. I'm trying something out today. Uh, hopefully, you know, we're, we're using a new platform to record and it gives me little things so I can drop sounds in. So I dropped in the the opening theme. Uh, me and my guests were doing a little video dance as we were going. Uh, uh, downtown Disco Dan was was doing a little uh, Saturday Night Fever thing. Uh, so hopefully that came out. We'll see. Uh, who knows? It's all fun and games until something breaks the Internet. Uh, this is the Mess It Up podcast. So if you found us on purpose, good on you. If you found us on accident, stick around, see if you like it. Tell your friends if you do. If you don't, uh, go ahead and tell your friends as well. Just, you know, might as well talk to your friends. Uh, we would love to have you connect with the show. So you can do that by sending me an email, bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. You can also call or text at 760-608-1942. So uh, I've been told, make the beginning of the show shorter. So that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, today, we've got uh, Pastor Dan coming back into the show. Welcome, Pastor Dan. Yeehaw and all that Texas stuff. Howdy. Yeah. Oh, that was nice. It was almost, uh, uh, who was that? Mini Pearl. Little Mini Pearl there. I got to tell you, this living in Texas is weird, man. Last night, I was out checking the lights around the house, and um, co- uh, we could hear coyotes howling. Oh, uh, yeah. It was uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. Like all yeah, around, not just like, ooh, over there in the distance. It was like all around. They were they like were, having they were waiting for you. Maybe yeah. they wanted to come watch the movie. Oh, we did. Last time we did the movie last time. Maybe they oh, heard right. about the movie. It came and showed up. It we came, didn't have it. Yeah. They're like, is there a second showing? Uh, where's no, the popcorn? No. Interesting. Yeah. You're you're out there. Dan's out there with uh, with the wild and the free, the, the, uh, with the buffalo roam, the deer and the buffalo, I guess. No buffalo, but deer. And is the weather changing for you yet in Texas, or is it still pretty hot? I was it is, watching it is cooler game today. from Austin, and uh, it was still 100 degrees on the sideline. We're going to have a 90-degree day today, I think, at the most. I think it may be okay. 88. We hit the 40s uh, for the first time uh, this fall, uh, this weekend. We were down in the 40s, I think, last night at, at 40s. So getting a little fall. We're, we're going to get a little bit warm again this week, but I think we're finally making that fall push. We went Which, from stinking hot to steaming hot, and then we went <laughs> to like stinking hot again, and now we're like fall fell like yesterday. Okay, okay, and oh, you don't really have much to change for colors and stuff out there because it's just mesquite wow. trees and and grassland, right? Yeah, we have grass in our yard, which, by the way, I don't like mowing. <laughs> it's a big mow too. How much do you, do you how much of that do you have to mow? It's got to at least be a quarter of an acre, if not. But more. I mean, for you out the back, how far do you, are you? Oh, I, I probably go out uh, 30 yards out. And, and then did someone else come and mow that or you just let that go wild? Somebody actually brings a brush hog in there and, and kills it, gets it. Okay, so that's, 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 your, that's rough for right now though? Yeah, and they spray the mesquite. They don't want the mesquite to grow wild out there, so they, they spray them down. We've removed a bunch of it, but it still grows up. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I guess in order to mow as much as you would have to mow uh, and do all that that work out there on the Texas uh, prairie, you would have to be our word of the week, which is indefatigable, uh, which is a word that I just love. Uh, That means basically tireless. Um, You can't can't be worn out. Uh, The dictionary calls it 
persistingly tireless, which I like. Uh, but a little indefatigability would be good in mowing that lawn. Now, are you mowing? Or are you having uh, the kids mow? Is that a chore? I have a, have a zero turn mower that I can ride. It it cuts about three foot wide, you know, and a then riding the kids, mower, a riding mower. Holy mattress. That's big. Time. Do you race? Have you, have you uh, thought about you racing? We have two, but the kids aren't old enough to race. I'm trying to teach Dylan how to use the lawnmower a bit under the, what, you know, under the dark of night because he's not old enough to do it yet. Do you have to have a license or anything or? You do. According to the really? rules of the ranch, there are some rules of the ranch that are not necessarily laws. They're just, you know. Gotcha. Gotcha. Guidelines. Okay. So how old are you supposed to be? 18? 16. Oh, 16 to do it. Okay. Or have a right. license. Yeah. Here's what I've discovered. There are freshmen in high school that drive trucks better than I could ever own. And um, their parents, they, they live in ranches. And so they drive to school and they're like ninth graders, 14 years old. And they're driving. Yeah. I said, how do they do that? And they said, well, they're just allowed to. Well, they just do that. I'm like, okay. Wow. Is it a look the other way kind of thing, or that's just a, a rule you can get a, a a ranch license or something out there in the rural areas? I do not know. I'm still trying to understand it. Uh, I go pick up Dylan, and I got kids that are smaller than him getting in a truck to drive away. Yeah, Texas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, welcome to the show. And what I, we wanted to do with uh, with Pastor Dan today is, you know, he has been. How long have you been in Texas now? You're looking at almost two months. Uh, two months in about a day and a half. Okay. So that's, uh, that's one sixth of a year. I know. Wow. It's crazy. Time crazy. flies when you're having fun, I guess, you know? Yeah. I heard something the other day that, that really made sense to me and I've, it's just been rolling through my head that, you know, they said that, you know, whatever they, they likened it to raising children. Uh, the days go by slow, but the years go by quickly. Yes. Yeah. So I, I imagine it's that way there at, uh, at, at the ranch where you are. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Pastor Dan, tell us a little bit about what it is that you're doing there in your Texas adventure. Well, I work for um, an organization called Ben Ritchie's Boys Ranch, and there are two campuses. There's one in Abilene and one in Is it campuses or Campi? Campi, maybe? I don't know. You're the, you're the highly educated one. I'm only mutually medium educated. Uh, so I think, well, and it doesn't matter. We have two campuses, a campus here and a campus in Abilene. I work at the campus in Albany, which we have actually two houses and they're named after uh, uh, families that are big, you know, donors or, or that were a part of the ranch at some point. So I, I, am in the Lineberry house and uh, we just got a, a, a second. We have two boys besides my son uh, we got a second boy this last weekend. It, it was his, uh, he's in his first month. And, okay. Uh, and so what it is, is there's a, they, we take uh, boys who are struggling um, and we give them an opportunity to thrive. And okay. In that uh, situation. What age range are you looking at? You know, we go, uh, the youngest, I think we would go here is junior high. In our, mm -hmm. in our campus, there are kids who are younger that are in the other campuses that have family programs. And I um, did look up, by the way, it is uh, campuses is the accepted plural for campus. However, in the Latin, it would be campi, but because we don't speak Latin, that has been dropped in favor of campuses. So mm -hmm. Latin, 
which um, pizza, the 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 um, plural for pizza is pizza. Ah, oh, nice. Like geese you know, and geese. That's right. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so so they, they could come, uh, you know, junior high, high school. And how long are they there? Um, we have uh, we have one boy in our house that's been here five years. Okay. Is so it open-ended then? He, he was started. He started when he was 10. And um, he's been here. He's a, a, a 10th grader now. Mm-hmm. So that would mean he's been here since before junior high. Or maybe he skipped a year. I don't know. We, we don't know much about him. And. Um, we're learning a lot, um, but they come here and and there's a stigma when you hear the term uh, boys ranch or, or a campus like that. The the automatic thought is, oh, they're troubled kids. Right. And uh, they've got problems. And the reality is they're no more problem kids than normal kids of normal families. What the problem is, their situation that they found themselves in is less than adequate. So you have a, a mother uh, who's a single mother who, who just can't seem to get their kid on a schedule. You have uh, sometimes secondary parents who are uh, at their wits end. They're, you know, they're older folks, maybe a grandma raising a child who, uh, you, you know, traditionally um, scriptural fam- uh, the scriptural, scriptural dis- uh, description of family um, is not what the modern day description of family is. And so they, uh, so they struggle with um, having an extra parent in the house. Uh, we get a lot of those uh, guys who will say, well, that, that guy's not my dad, you know, and, okay. and so I'm, I don't have to listen to him. So they come here and they get two people who aren't their mom or their dad, and they have <laughs> to listen to them. Um, they're, uh, we're pretty, pretty tight with the restrictions as far as what they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do. They earn you know, they earn um, privileges, you know, and it's, it, it, but it's, it's not like it, it's when I say it like that, it sounds like it's um, some sort of institution that, that is really rigid, but the reality is we just provide a home and it's trust-based parenting. So there's a whole movement for trust-based parenting uh, where we uh, let the kids earn the trust and then we, we give them, privileges based on that you know they get a phone when they're in high school if they can be trusted with it and um, the ranch does some great things for these kids i mean financially that's never a problem if somebody wants to come to the ranch uh, they can we have a kid whose whose mom and dad are in uh, maryland so obviously locations uh, you know it's one of the factors but it it doesn't it's not the end-all decision maker Mm -hmm. so um, these kids come here and they get an opportunity to just be to be loved on by a parent um, and not that their parents don't love them. They're just uh, having a hard time, you know? Right. And is, this is a, this is a faith-based organization. It is. Uh, we, we do uh, it's a Christian based. So what we do is um, uh, we take them to church with us on Sundays. Uh, I have uh, every other weekend off and, and they go to a, a relief house in the middle of that. And uh, they all go to the same church. Uh, with the with the house parent Mm -hmm. Um, and so we have one kid that's actually starting to play work play with the worship team guitar and um, so you know it's important for us to develop ministries in their life as well yeah and you guys are not it's not this is not a boarding school you're not providing the schooling for them they're going to the the school there in town 
No, there we're a, a very uh, very active in the school. We have kids in band, we have kids in football, we have kids that play basketball, and basically, I feel like a glorified Uber driver in the afternoon, <laughs> and um, you know, going back and forth to school. Uh, but yeah, they they uh, they're pretty involved at the school. Yeah, and so- I, you know, I've been to more fo- football games in the last three months than I have my entire life. So. <laughs> How's that going? Are you, are you developing a, an appreciation for the game or uh, uh, getting to know the people at the snack stand? We are understanding what football is all about. <laughs> they, they do it big here. I mean, you know. You're not allowed to not do football in Texas. You, you are not allowed. You are expected to do football. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so what drew you to this? I mean, you've been for the last 25 years mm-hmm. uh, in full-time pastoral ministry, right? right. Uh, and about half of that as a senior pastor, about half of that as a youth pastor? Mm, a little, uh, um, I would say that. Yeah, probably. You're right in there. About half yeah. and half. So, um, um, so how, how does that, what's the difference in, in, in what you're doing now um, from the full-time pastorate now being a, a house parent? Well, people who know me realize that um, a couple of years ago, I had a liver transplant. Right. And so in that situation, um, I, I really am not physically able to, to do full-time ministry like I used to. I used to do the maintenance and the, you know, the janitorial and the music and the, and the preaching and all that stuff. Uh, which is, you know, fine for somebody who is younger and not and not in the health that I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had COVID at the same time. And so our attendance just went down at church and we were looking for other places to minister. And and um, we've been looking for probably, you know, close to two years now. Um, and um, it, we got to the point where we were almost ready to go. And then God just closed that door really hard. And then this opportunity came up. There was a place in New Mexico that was looking for house parents. And, and this opportunity came up and, and it kept coming across my, my email inbox. And so mm-hmm. uh, I gave him a call one day and I said, just tell me a little bit about what there is to do. Cause I'm not a, I'm not a cowboy. So I don't, I don't even own a cowboy <laughs> hat and I don't know how to ride a horse. Uh, do you have a cowboy hat yet? I do not have a cowboy hat. Is that in the future or? Uh, probably at some point. Uh, oh, wow. But, wow. Uh, he said, uh, the guy who I talked to said, look, just forget about the whole ranch thing. Think about being a parent. It's a house parent position. And so uh, been a parent for 25 years now. Yeah. So I know what parents- it sounds like that when you, when you hear boys ranch, you think, okay, we're going to be riding horses and mm-hmm. corralling sheep and cows and, uh, you know, getting up at dawn and going out and, it's like, it's not that. This is not an, an animal ranch. This is a ranch because it's a big hunk of property, yeah? Well, yes, and we are we are getting pigs this month. Oh, wow. So the kids are going to each raise a pig, and we have, they do show pigs, and then they do- Is that a, through 4-H or- No, just at the ranch. They just do it here at the ranch. And they have- So they show them like at the, the, the fairs and stuff yeah. then? Yeah, they do have an, everybody goes to an ag class here, which they learn how to weld and how they- build kennels and how to build things and uh, teaches them things that um, they didn't teach back in, in Portland. You know, you couldn't right. get that in your public schools. And so yeah. here it's part of public school life. So they, they, every day, their sixth period class, they get in the van and go down to the, 
you know, ag barn or something and they, they do oh. something. And so, um, Dylan's going to raise a pig and we're going to, we're going to raise pigs. And, uh, they, right, they here's, here's, here's pig. my, my, my warning to you. I've had a friend who used to raise cows, mm-hmm. uh, through the ag department at uh, Mount Sac college in, uh, in Pomona. And she named her pig. Don't do that. Give that pig a number. <laughs> Cause that pig at some point is going to be bacon. Uh, yeah. I think it's going to say goodbye to, to, to number 72 than it is to Wilbur, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. We're, I think Dylan's going to name his pig breakfast. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> but um, so, so they're going to raise pigs. So there is the, that aspect of ranch. And then there's the whole riding mower, which I get, you know, at this point. <laughs> um, but it, it's really about just providing uh, a level parenting for these kids and uh, trying to balance their health with their mental stability and their spiritual well-being and and uh, you know uh, we do devotions at the dinner table we do you know whether it's breakfast or dinner you know and we pray together and and so uh, and we get a chance to a lot of you know that I, I kidded about being an uber driver but the reality is we do a lot of talking between here and school yeah and we get a, a chance, a chance just to break down some walls, you know, and um, kids are, the, these, some of these kids do struggle with relationships and that's why they're here. So we're yeah. building relationships. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to draw us into our, our song of the week here uh, for the week. This is uh, it's oldies in October folks. I've decided that's what we're going to call it. Oldies in October. So our first oldie here and having Dan on, I was really tempted to give us some old Southern gospel. Sure. Uh, but I didn't, uh, I didn't do that. Uh, but uh, for oldies in October, we are doing a song. This one was sent to us by listener Kimberly. And uh, this is uh, the band Perceptions. Perceptions. Uh, the song is called Beautifully Broken. And this is from way back in uh, 2008. So uh, about 15 years old here on this. So here's Perceptions with Beautifully Broken. We'll be back on the other side to tell you our thoughts and talk a little bit more about ranching. First of all, keeping, you know, 
completely in the branding of a messed up podcast. The band's name here is This Beautiful Republic, and the album was Perceptions. Uh, so uh, it was uh, beautifully broken by This Beautiful Republic. So, Dan, uh, what you got on this one? So I think that um, we are to be made in the image of God. And so in order to do that, we have to change the way we are seen by people. And um, sometimes we put on this outer layer of godliness and we forget that our nature is, to, is broken inside. And so the whole the whole reason we, have, we can put on the outer uh, picture of who God wants us to be is because we've taken off the old broken stuff. But the reality is we're still the same inside. So um, the the broken part of who I am exists underneath the, yeah. the word of Christ. Yeah. And there's the sound of freedom right there. A little uh, Navy jet flying by. Uh, <laughs> I apologize for that. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I, the, the words in this really fit in with uh, recovery idea of, you know, uh, fallen and, and, and not being a stranger. And, and God seeing us through our sins, um, the you know, it says beautifully broken in your eyes. You see the man, my sins disguise. And I think we do get disguised by our sins and we get labeled uh, in society by our sins. You are a fill in the blank, a, a cheater, a liar, a thief, a gambler, a whatever, uh, which is one of the things I really love about uh, celibate recovery is we don't identify with that hurt habit or hang up. We identify with our relationship with Christ. But then it goes on and says, you see me as your own. And that's that's the important part is, is Christ sees the us in us, just like we see um, our kids in our kids beyond their <clears throat> mistakes and their faults and their problems and their continued repeated trip ups. We see that potential of that child mm -hmm. that we love so much. And that's the way that's the way God sees us. So uh, so that's good. Um, yeah. So. Uh, you've got at the ranch there, you've got kids who are beautifully broken. Um, you know, we, we talked in the break, uh, Dan, and I talked about the idea that we've talked about on this podcast before that, uh, Kintsugi, the, the, the Japanese art where they, they break the pottery and then put it back together and put gold in the cracks to make it more valuable than it was. And that's what you're doing with these kids is filling the cracks with gold. Uh, making them more valuable um, than they were by loving them. Uh, how do you how do you go about that, Dan? How do you how do you take these kids who are and like you said, it's not just a bunch of kids who have been taken to you know kids court and they say you know you got to go to the ranch or you got to go to juvenile hall, right. but you've got kids who for whatever reason have come up against roadblocks in their life. And coming to you, perhaps, like you said, you're not my mom, you're not my dad. Uh, you know, perhaps there's some there's some feet in the ground, some resistance, uh, some probably some feelings of abandonment and resentment towards their home life. Um, how do you how do you dig through all that to find the pottery so that you can make the beautiful work of art? The great thing is we get an, like this eternal do over with God. So. Mm -hmm. When we get a kid, we give them a fresh start. Okay, so they come in. We don't know anything about their past, and and we try to build who they are. The unfortunate thing about 
cracks in our substrate or in our foundation is those will eventually come through. You know, you seal mm-hmm. concrete, a crack will come through. You, you know, you do your flooring, a crack will affect the tile, those kind of things. Um, your your testimony is one that is full of cracks, but you've layered this this ministry over the top of it. And so your your damage is still there, but it's been repaired. And mm-hmm. but you don't get to walk away from it. You can't walk away from the damage. And and so we're trying to teach these kids while they get a new shot, every time they go to make a decision, their reference point is what they've been through. And so they try to make a decision, the right decision, and it's colored by their past. Right. And uh, it's so that's what we're trying to do. It's it, it's an every day is a new day, you know, and yeah. so they get to start over again. And, well, and um, I imagine you can't use the, uh, there's no template or cookie cutter because every child who comes into that situation brings their whole story right? and it's not going to match up. And the stuff that works for this one is not going to work for this one necessarily. There's some, mm-hmm. some things that you can kind of overlap with, but it, it, it needs to be, I would imagine it needs to be approached on an individual basis for everything, you know, there's some hard and fast rules, but individual basis for understanding and, and coming to a relationship with these kids. Well, yeah, the, you know, the, uh, the, the comparison, I'm watching my own child interact with these other kids and in Dylan has had both parents, his entire life. Dylan has had stability his entire life. You know, there hasn't been, I mean, we had that little, hiccup of you know liver disease and cancer in the middle but he always had both parents and loving family around him these kids don't always have that and so what we're finding what we're what we help them discover is that stability exists in the family of god and so we have stability across the board we have we have a mom and a dad here in the house we you know we do mom and dad things we also get tired and we do get grumpy we do uh, have expectations that people fall short of um, but they get a, a new day. And so one of the questions we had last week was, um, am I still grounded? <laughs> because we don't, we don't, um, we're trying to let them understand that, that the expectation that they're going to do something wrong is not here. You know, um, we never actually grounded the kid. He just assumed he was grounded because mm. that's the way it's been. He does it and then he doesn't get to do anything. And, and so we're trying to um, positively reinforce kids, which, you know, it, you know me well enough to know that um, I get grumpy every now and again. And so I'll bark, you know, uh, to get things done. And uh, and they get to hear that as well. I mean, I'm not I don't try to cover everything with, you know, cookies and ice cream. That's not that's not what we're here for. We're here to live life together. So, uh, and, and you do have kids. We have two kids now that uh, one is uh, four years, three years older than the other. And mm-hmm. the other one, the, the older one is looking at a, uh, a mirror image of himself three years ago. And he's struggling with it <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because, because he sees um, how annoying this uh, personality can be, you know. Um, and I said, you know, this is you a few years ago. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we have all dynamics we have, it's just amazing to watch the kids interact, you know, mm-hmm. here and at school. Yeah. 
Yeah. And um, how has it been, you know, transitioning in, you know, using you say you got two boys now? Yep. And it'll be a maximum of six? Uh, I think we'll end up with five at the, at the end. But, but, but six would be the, the, that's what the house will hold is. Yeah, that's correct. Six. Yeah. So, um, and, and they, it's not just a school year thing. It's, they'll be with you through the summer as well. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. It's in, um, uh, we just came through summer and it's a little more lax in the summer, but you know, we still have some structure. So, yeah. Yeah. We have yeah. it through so, the summer. So what are you hoping to, uh, as, as these kids, I'm guessing they graduate out as they, uh, graduate from high school, then they, they go on once they're in high school, they're not going to stick around the ranch anymore. Do they have alumni that stick around to work at the ranch or? Uh, I actually met an alumni about a month ago at our chili cook-off and, uh, he still hangs around, uh, older guy. He's been you know out for 10 years or so. Mm. Uh, but the boys typically, our goal is to graduate them from the program, graduate them from a school. And there are some benefits to graduating in the program. You know, if they, if they finish, uh, here, they, if they've, bought a car that's been donated through the ranch. Uh, the ranch will uh, give the car to them, send the title over to them and forgive the payments. They, they pay for the car while they're here and they're working and they pay for insurance. The ranch covers those expenses. Also, if they graduate from high school and they graduate from the program, uh, the, the ranch will pay for their college. Oh, wow. Which is amazing. You know, that's a, that, that's a lot of the opportunity. With single parents, that very rarely happens that a right. kid can be paid for through college. Um, and well, not, and, and just kids, having someone pay for college, I mean, so many kids are, you know, you go to college, you get the student loans, and now you're saddled with, you know, just this mountain of debt before you can even get a job in your field, if you can get right. a job for what you just trained for. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a, that's a, I, that's a great start. It is, it is really, and um, not many of the kids have actually taken advantage of it. And mm -hmm. and the reason being is because they kind of feel like they're in the system. Mm -hmm. And at age eighteen, you age out of the system. Yeah. The reality is, for us as believers and as a family, you don't age out of being family. You know, right? There, there right. That's no, a great point. You know, you don't age out of it. And so when they say, well, I'm saying goodbye to you at, at age 18 or whatever, they will uh, take their toys and go wherever they're going to go. And we try to convince them to stay. And the reason we convince them to stay is not because um, because it's not selfish reasons. It has to do with the fact that um, completing school is a major, major accomplishment. And uh, completing completing anything is a major accomplishment, and they'll have a leg up. And it, but what happens is, um, kids can come in with two different attitudes. One attitude is, "I'm coming here to get help. I'm coming here to get a, a chance." Other kids come here with, "My parents don't love me, and they put me in this place." Yeah. And um, we struggle with those attitudes all the time. You know, they go for a visitation weekend and come home, and and they're noticeably different because it was a rough weekend yeah or they're noticeably better because it was a good weekend yeah um well even if you're not in that situation i mean it's not uncommon for a, a, a teenage kid to feel like oh 
nobody understands me. My parents don't love me, you know, and then you, you compound that with now I'm, I'm living away from them and all it's, it can be very, uh, difficult, I think perhaps to, to find stable ground. Um, you well, know, you know, we found that I was, you know, even with our own kids, you know, they, they graduated from high school and some of them lived with us, you know, their first year out, you know, two, three years, four. <laughs> and the others, you know, they, they decided to move out. All, all three of the older kids, when they moved out, they almost stopped being what they were at home because they were uh, forced to go to church. They were, they, as long as you live with us, you worship with us. That's the thing. Yeah. And um, they saw that as their um, their shackles, you know, and they were yeah. busting free from the shackles. Here, they've got a different different set of circumstances. They're coming from uh, a situation where there's no stability. And so they look at us and, and they're, they love it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, good on you for what you're doing. Thanks, man. And, uh, you know, keep on plowing forward, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to make as many, you know, farm ranch jokes and ranch. farm <laughs> references yeah, as I can. Uh, by the way, do you know why the turtle crossed the road? To go to my shower? We're not sure. He hasn't gotten there yet. <laughs> Yeah, you you don't know this, listeners, but but Dan found a turtle in his shower at one point, uh, like a little what was about the size like a cereal bowl, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just a turtle in the shower. It, you you never can tell. It's it's mm -hmm. Texas. You just shrug your head, shoulders. No one knew it. No one ever has ever had a turtle in their house in in all of ranch days. Breaking new ground. We are. We're thinking maybe we brought it from Portland. Here's what you should do. You should make <laughs> uh you should make up like a bingo card. Mm -hmm. animals found inside and uh, whoever gets bingo on it mm -hmm. uh gets you know ice cream for a week or something yeah uh, we we have bought we bought a specific we bought a vacuum a critter vacuum specifically oh. to suck yes. the critters up yes my uh, my kids have one of those in hawaii centipede suck the centipede up and go throw it outside yep yep oh you i haven't thrown it outside yet they're probably crawling out of the vacuum grow back out <laughs> yeah well Whoever didn't get their chores done, the vacuum stays in your room. That's right. Yes. <laughs> All well, right. Well, me, you betcha. Listen, folks, if uh, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, you got the email address. It's bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. Phone is 760-608-1942. You, uh, you can support us by liking and leaving a review uh, of the podcast on your podcatcher. That really helps out a lot. So thanks for being here. We'll be back next week. Uh, Dan, uh, yeehaw, I guess. Yeehaw. And uh, we will see you guys next time we mess it up. There's a flag on the play. I hear a lot of that. I don't know what that means. There's a and there's a flag on the play. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. <laughs>